0: Hello, and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil me, Paul. And on this week's show of course we're talking about Face the Raven the episode that sees the supposed exit of Clara Oswald from the show or Jenna Coleman as well from the show. Um we'll, we'll, we'll let you know what we we'll, so we'll let you know what we think about that later on because we're we're not entirely convinced she's gone are we?
1: <laughs> well, I don't I don't know. I mean, in terms of we don't the character may be gone as has gone in the in t- the timeline as such. We as such, we yeah we we just don't know because there's two episodes
0: to go. But anyway, we'll talk about face the raven um, a bit later on. And uh, but as usual, let's cover a little bit of news. And there is not a lot to bring uh, bring you this week, is there, Paul? No, No, nah, it's pretty thin on the ground. Um, but first, that and we've already posted this in our Facebook group and and, and um, Facebook page and Twitter and whatever. Um, but Everyone should know by now that the final two episodes of uh, this season of Doctor Who, Heaven Sent and Hell Bent, will run in extended time slots. Now, um, Heaven Sent uh, will run for fifty-five minutes, uh, and that uh, that kicks off at five past eight pm on BBC One on the twentieth of November. And then the series finale, Hell Bent, will run for in a sixty-five minute time slot, and that starts at eight pm on the fifth of December. Mm. So basically, giving us two hours worth of two hours worth of of who really? Yes. Hmm. I'm down with that.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I suppose if, if you take the argument that there was only twelve episodes, we go back to the only twelve episodes rather than thirteen. Mm-hmm. I suppose you could say that that's three the equivalent of three forty-minute episodes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it works out. Works out okay. I mean, even after, I suppose you could say. I know we're sort of jumping ahead a little bit here, but Face the Raven was technically, it's sort of, it's almost made it a three-parter, really, hasn't it? Well, it is. I mean, I mean, think that, yeah. that,
1: that really probably was the only surprise from the. Yes. Yeah. As the, such, wasn't yeah, it, it? The 2B continued it, it, thing, yeah. We'd sort of had that this was going to be a standalone. Mm. That we had the two standalone episodes, 9 and 10.
0: Yeah. Leading to the, the into the, the two part series After finale, the and then um, no, oh. they they've pulled a uh, utopia on us basically, haven't they? Yes, on this one, but uh, which I'm I'm not not adverse to, if I'm perfectly honest with you. No, I, I, I think mean, yeah. no, it was a nice little surprise. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, looking looking forward to it. Looking forward to it very very much. Uh, and of course, heaven sent is meant to be the um, it's only meant to be the Doctor in next week's one, isn't it? There's yeah. no, there's no other supporting cast as, as such. So, um, anything that uh, highlights Capaldi
1: on his own, uh, bring it on. Yeah, I mean to, to actually then make it a 55 minute one as well is yeah, is rather interesting. So it's not like oh we've got a short episode; it's only got the lead actor on his own. No, you've got
0: 55 minutes of pure Capaldi. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll give it, give it here, mate. Give it here. I'm all for that. Anyway. Um, Now, a few weeks back, we talked about, as we all know, The Underwater Menace got a a, a DVD release in the UK. It's now been announced that um, North American uh, fans may be able to purchase The Underwater Menace in the new year. Um, It's not actually been 100% confirmed, apparently. Um, There's a website called tvshowsondvd.com. They've reported that it will be on Sound North America on January the 19th next year. However... The BBC has not confirmed this at all. They haven't confirmed the date. There's also no cover art or any special features um, have been announced
1: for the region one version. Yeah, (laughs) the BBC. See America. See how you like it. (laughs) (laughs) The BBC won't tell you anything until two weeks before.
0: Yeah, get a taste of that North America.
1: Yeah, it, that, that,
0: yeah, that's um, that's that's a bit odd, isn't it? It is a bit weird. That they haven't actually announced the region one version yet, but
1: it's just just why in this day and age they can't. Have why the got seat? it out before Christmas? Surely. I know, surely it's not it's not that much of a a bind technology that no, well, what what's you, that about? Is that, you know.
0: Paul, I have to let you into a little secret. Um, having bought The Underwater Menace on, on Region 2 DVD, it's not that much of a stocking filler, if, <laughs> if, if, I, if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> I'll be perfectly blunt su-
1: there. I suspected <laughs> that. I mean, that, that's why That's why they rushed it to get it out first out of all the releases. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the British Doctor Who fans would rush out and buy it <laughs> uh-huh.
1: and then moan about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this was the... Uh, that was the the fact that it's, yeah, but it's just still a case of why it can't be out early. Out before, know, yeah, it's not as if they've got anything. It's not as if they've
0: got are... any, get, get any clearance for music or anything, is it? It's just, you know, there's no copyright oh, yeah. issues. Oh, yeah, I, I mean,
1: yeah, that that, that would be the, the, the usual reason as to why you'd have problems between regions is because you'd have different copyright rules. But, yeah. No. No, can't see. understand that.
0: Uh, can't understand that at all. But uh, but if we hear any more on that, we'll 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 bring it to you. But I mean, for to all our North American listeners, um, it, it may be within your grasp if if you want it. To be honest, it might be there. Now, um, talking of other Doctor Who releases around the globe, it appears that Big Finish or certain Big Finish audios are going to be released in Germany. So good news for all our German. I don't know if we actually have any German listeners in Germany. I don't know. No, I don't. Actually. No, no idea, no idea. Um, but anyway, they're going to be. Um... <laughs> Seems
1: they're now saying our are saying to us <laughs>
0: <laughs> as they well, turn off and discuss that. Yeah, it's the first time we've actually even bothered money. Oh no! Well, I think I, I'm definitely um, pronouncing this wrong. But apparently, it was announced. Um, it's it a recent sales magazine for German bookstores. It's spelled L U B B E. I don't know if it, if it's pronounced luba or lube. I've got absolutely no idea. Um, but apparently there's six releases for the 11th of March next year. They're all going to be in English. They're not doing any uh, German translations. Um, but the story's announced so far. It's going to be The Light of the End by Nicholas Briggs, uh, Blood of the Daleks, Parts 1 and Part 2, uh, The Juggernauts, Destination Nerva, and Short Trips Volume 1. Mm. So they're not known at the moment whether these releases are a one-off or they're going to continue to release on a regular basis. But that's... Um, that's good news. I'm glad Big Finish is sort of expanding outwards across, you know, across the globe now, across Europe.
1: Yeah. Really. I'm just, hmm. I suppose so. But if they're not going to, if you're going to be in English anyways, they're really, I don't know how much of an advantage that is to, 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 to German Big Finish fans or to people who, you know, I don't know. I'm sure you can download them wherever you are. Well, can't that's you? what I would have thought,
0: to be honest. Yeah, so but, but it, maybe it's just going to be available in stores. That's what I've got. A funny, thing. it's available yeah. in German bookstores, mm. so I think that it's for sale in the, in the general public or the general German public, as I as I understand we presume it. Yeah,
1: German uh, inserts and whatever information. I don't know. Yeah, don't know, but
0: it's interesting. I'm glad they're sort of spreading their wings a little bit. Hmm. really am. I, I mean
1: obviously obviously somebody feels there is there is obviously must be a market there.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think there is. I think that that's the thing though. I think there's a there's a big, uh market for Doctor Who audios and you know the, I think they're just getting bigger and bigger. And the fact they're also, you know, they're at Galley um this year, they're also um at the Doctor Who festival and quite a big presence as well, weren't they? Yeah. Big big finish. So, yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm sort of I'm glad they're actually Sort of expanding, expanding outwards, and getting us stuff into stores. They're not just like an online presence anymore. Hmm. You know, so good, good. As we all know, that's all we're going to get next year. Yeah, y- stop it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We might be just be covering big finish next year, mightn't we? So, <laughs> yes, big finish and target novelizations because we're we're going to rapidly run out of the um, our retrospectives very very quickly, aren't we? So we have only, only got what, what four episodes left of series two to do when we get back to that.
1: Yes, just yeah. were there in English, really, so you both had to brush up on our German.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that me be completely screwed then, but uh, oh, well, never mind, never mind. Now, um, on to the part of the podcast that nobody likes and, um you know, m- most of all us, really, it's stats. Okay, the uh consolidated ratings for Sleep No More was 5.61 million viewers and that was a, an increase of 1.6 million on top of the initial overnights. Um that makes it at the moment the um lowest viewed story of this series. Do would you would you, um, would you necessarily uh, agree with that or, or or say the reasons why because a lot of people didn't like it did they? So yeah I
1: mean well, I'd have to agree with it it's a fact it seems but um, oh, obviously yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no that hasn't never stopped us before. No never um, never. Well, it was. It was only. It was only what point zero two behind under the lake. lake so yeah. that, I don't uh, think that, necessarily that's a an indication of how good it, it was. No, nah, may, maybe the. Uh, I well, suspect what the problem is. What the it, problem it's had was because there was a reasonable negative feedback to it. A lot of people just thought, "Oh, I can't be asked to." I think that's probably to it. watch it. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Um, it's it's more people perceptions created for people. Say people who, obviously, the problem is people who haven't watched it. Otherwise, it'd have better ratings. But Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I, need to, I need to get myself out of this now, and I don't quite know. I think stop digging is the answer. Yes,
0: exactly. You're drowning in your own logic there, aren't you? I <laughs> am. Okay, well, what about this week, then? Well, the overnight viewing figures for Face the Raven was 4.42 million viewers, uh, which had an overnight share of 19.6% of the total TV audience. So yeah, not not too bad. Uh, the AI for Face the Raven was eighty four. It's a bit of a bounce back after um, Sleep No More, yeah, which had the let's just remind everyone there, which had a score of seventy eight. Yes, which wasn't wasn't really good. Um, yeah, and apparently the the highest score for Saturday on, on all five main channels in the UK, uh, or the AI AI score, I should say. Was for Field of Dreams on ITV, which scored 87. I don't know if that's a program or the film.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know either. To I be don't honest. know either. No, I can't bother to look anyway. I really can't. That's weird, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah,
1: that is very, very strange. But there you go, there you go. We don't it probably explain more about Saturday night, it probably puts everything quite in context of these figures, doesn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're
0: right, actually. Crikey, and we don't care anymore. so... <laughs> We don't care. So that's it for the news this week, everybody. That is it for the news. It's a, As I say, it's a very, very slow news week and um, I feel between now and and Christmas it's going to get even worse. <laughs> Actually, between now and when they start filming in May next year, I think the news is going to get worse in all honesty. <laughs> between, between now and 2017, the news is going to get <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you and the Omni rumour. <laughs> Ah, uh, there, right. Okay, everybody. So, coming up next is our review of Face the Raven. So, until uh, that, what am I talking about until that? I'm not saying goodbye, am I? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's <laughs> quit while you're behind. Yes, yes, indeed. That's it's right. what we should do here. Yeah. Do, do you want to finish this section off, Paul? I'm, I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was yeah. the news. Yes, that was the news. okay everybody it's time to review the latest in this series of doctor who face the raven we're looking for a trap straight
2: they'll somehow make our eyes skate right over it let's call it a misdirection circuit
0: It's my turn to kick off proceedings, isn't it? It is. It is. Yes. Okay. Well, I, what I want to start with is Jenna Coleman's exit, really, um, which I thought was very Just a wor- minor part of the story. Just a very, very minor part of the story because it it was. I think it was very, very. Uh, it wasn't as showy as previous companions exits was it it wasn't snot and tears and dramatic music so much it was very almost understated to a certain degree yeah Uh, and i like that i think that worked really well
1: again i think it was it was a case of script writers knowing the two people you've got playing this you didn't need to make it over the top dramatic i mean most most of most of Capaldi's lines were said wise facial expression, weren't they? They were really, lines. yeah. Um,
0: and I, and again, I thought both of them in sort of like the, the you know the final scenes were, you know, utterly magnificent. Both of yeah. them were. They really were. Um, and I'm, if we're to believe that this is it for Jenna Coleman, I, I personally thought she. I think she's isn't she supposed to be in the final episode or something? Because there was that very spoilery photograph of her on the front of Doctor Who magazine. It could just be an ordinary photograph and everyone's got the wrong end of the stick. Yeah. But it was her dressed up as a waitress in an American diner. Now, you don't usually get dressed up for that for the cover of Doctor Who magazine unless it's something to do with the show. Uh,
1: you, would have,
0: you would have thought. Unless that was just the photographer's um, sort of, you know... Uh, personal, personal personal preference. Yes, maybe it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, well,
1: it's, yeah. God, God knows if I ever got her in a photo session, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's best not to go into that on
2: this. No, we've,
0: we 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 discussed that pre-show, didn't we? So you're not, not going to discuss that any further on here. No, I've had the cold shower and I'm back. No, I mean, what, what did you, what did you think of the of the X6? I, I just thought it was nicely understated. It wasn't overly dramatic. Um, okay, it was all slow motion and and stuff. But there was, there was, it was I like the the build up. And there's one thing I, I want to, to mention before I forget is the music. It's, and especially when it comes to that realisation when Clara realises I've screwed up, I'm going to die. Yeah. Um as soon as that realisation happened to, to that character, there was like a tolling bell the, yeah. on the soundtrack. And it just the timing of that was just I thought it was superb. It really was. I, I just really like that. I just you know, it's it's just a silly little thing. Um but I just think it it was just a a great little moment. This is like this tolling bell. When she when she suddenly realised that oh no I've I've
1: really screwed this one up yeah and it wasn't that she did it in a she'd done it in a a a, a big act of um, selflessness and mm. whatever she just really just got it wrong yeah that's it that's just it. made
0: it all the more poignant the... I think a lot of people have had, had issue with this haven't they um, like, I think some people said well you know if if you're trying to act like the doctor you can't you you know, you 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 can't aspire to be the doctor because, you know, you you're you're gonna die. If you act like the doctor, you're gonna die. I think there was it, this has all been well, I think we've found it to be signposted for most of this series, really, hasn't it? Yeah. Really that this she is
1: she was getting it, She's more... gonna bite off
0: more than she could chew, really. Yeah.
1: Um and
0: I think that's what she did in this. I think it was that thing that she yeah. could she could throw herself into danger and expect the doctor to get her out of it. Yeah. Um on this occasion he couldn't because there was a whole thing at the beginning where she saying, you know, I saved you from doing this. Wasn't I brilliant at hmm. doing what?" what she she, she'd did.
1: been pushing the pushing it every time, hadn't she? So. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. So I think it was it was naturally it was going to end like this for the character, um, but again, which I you know I don't have a problem. With. I think it, I think it was quite it was quite well done. Um, and I, I, I'm going to miss a lot of people. Sort of like quite glad to see the back of her. I'm, I'm not
1: to be honest. Mm. And and the fact that she was given the, the, the I'm strong speech basically. Yeah. Um. That rather than we didn't have a worries me and, which actually uh, w- what we was expecting wasn't it that she'd then push herself too far and get herself into an awful position and then be you'd have you would have all the tears and the crying and whatever. Yeah. But actually, really showed her character up to be a strong character in the fact that she made a decision and she lived by it. Yeah, exactly. To be honest, yeah, 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 exactly. But without, without blaming anybody and making sure the doctor didn't blame anybody. Yeah, or didn't take vengeance. Yeah, as well.
0: Uh, Talking of, no, exactly. I mean, talking of which, um, I thought the doctor's anger at Ashilda. And the way Capaldi played it was was brilliant. And when he said, you know, I will rain down hell on you, I could believe that. Yeah. You couldn't imagine... Like, or Matt Smith. If he, he used to give those big grandstanding speeches saying, oh, if he said something like that, you wouldn't believe he would do it. With with this incarnation of the Doctor and whether Capaldi
1: plays it, you would believe he would rain down hell on that person. But it, But it... More more because it wasn't a grandstanding speech. No, it was that thing. It was the speech of somebody who was really trying to hold it all together. Yeah. The whole performance of, of his on this was, was of somebody just trying to hold it all together and not quite knowing what to do. Yes, it was. It really was. He didn't know what to do, did but he? No. No. Yeah. But the fact that he every no. the fact that everybody remained calm on this. Hmm just made it even better, really. It just was so well-acted by both of them. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was. Totally. It really was. It was sort of, you know... And, and well doesn't get much I mean, better. And well-written to the fact that, as I say, you knew you had two actors. You didn't have to give Capaldi lines to know what his doctor was thinking and mm. what was going through his doctor's head because he could just do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's just such a
0: fantastic actor. He really is, and he just—he just raises the whole role to another level. Yeah, I think he always and, has and done fact, since he took and, on it. You know, he and took the on fact this role.
1: that you know she goes out, she doesn't run. She goes out, she stands there and accepts it. Mm. And he's standing there watching her. And it's not even then. He—he he doesn't even at any stage then run over to her. No, it's the fact that it's happened. He turns. He comes inside, and now it's to accept his fate. Yeah.
0: Because what he says, you know, universe is a very small place. If I'm angry with you, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't prepared to let it go. Complete with Ash- Ashildir, was he? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, he he he. Basically, it was almost as if he took the the promise of, or 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 to honor her. He wasn't going to go looking for her. No. But if they if passed across, she crossed, came across him again. Yeah. It was at her own risk. Yeah.
0: Which I which I I loved that line. It was it was yeah. it was. It wasn't delivered that in such a threatening manner, but it was threatening, yeah you, you knew he meant business if you know if he if he did see her again, he wouldn't be held responsible is basically what he's what he's saying yeah um yeah i mean what you um what you're saying about um say she she walked out like Clara walked out and faced the face the raven it was all sort of hint sort of hinted at during the rest of it. it was when the other guy um earlier one of the the, the townspeople or street person got um killed by the raven they all said don't run why do they always run yeah. it appears that she's been the only person that stood there and looked the raven or the quantum shade straight in the eyes as it as it killed her yeah do you think there's more significance to this that she looked or faced the raven but when no one else did
1: they always had their backs to it as they're running away um mm, i i don't think so I mean, I, I may well be proved wrong. I, I get the feeling if, if if Clara is in the final episode, it's going to be more as a either a either a flashback or someone manipulating mm. uh, time or whatever. Well, there, there was something else in there as well about the the lampworms
0: that they sort of create a, this telepathic field, don't they? So you basically see what you want to see basically um mm. do you think or expect this, to see yeah expect I to see so. yeah, is, is there, is, yeah is that playing into it somehow that there's this, this trick the doctor thinking Clara died, or trick the quantum and thinking
1: Clara died you know what I really really hope not yeah see because the- I think it was such a perfect way yes for her character to go out yeah and I think and the- was it was true to how her character had become. Yes. And we don't really want another Rose situation of... Where we had the perfect departure The perfect departure for Rose, for Rose. yes. And then yes. she kept coming back.
0: Yes, I know, I know. The The, the only one I can forgive is in um, Day of the Doctor. Yeah. That's the only one I can forgive, cause she wasn't Rose.
1: No, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was... And, yeah, a very clever way of bringing... Which we said at the time was a very clever way of bringing her back yeah. without bringing her back. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so that, that, that's the only time it really worked for me. But there's also... I mean, there's, the... there's,
1: there's no there's no reason why that couldn't be the same sort of thing with Clara in the last episode if she's there. Well,
0: the, th- the thing is, as far as I'm concerned, there, there's, there's too many... There's I mean, quite... we're, we're
1: specu- rather than talking about this episode, we're speculating on what's going to happen in two weeks' time. Well, no, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, the I'm...
0: thing is there's, there are so many... To, to me, anyway, there's so many outs for this for them to reverse this decision.
1: Oh, I know, I know. Because you've, mean... you've
0: got that stasis pod thing there. You've got um, Ashildir's or Me's guarantee of personal protection. Is this going to lead to anything? We also said the telepathic feels from the lampworms. The fact that she faced the raven when no one else did. Does this is this going to lead to a, a cop out? And as you, and I'm with you. I hope it doesn't.
1: No, I hope these yeah. things
0: were these things were put in there to put people off the scent. If you if you see what I mean,
1: and the fact that it is final is going to be the actual surprise yeah. rather than her coming back. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean she might turn up again um, in the in the last episode, but it could just be like a, a, one of the splintered Claras or something. I, 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 you know, we'll find out or, in two weeks' or, time. Or a hologram we? or, or
1: anything, and it's yeah. like it's like Matt Smith appearing in Deep Breath, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone said, "Oh, Matt Smith's in deep breath," and it wasn't really. It was, it was, it was a it was the, the part as a phone call from the past. Wasn't yeah, it? exactly. It was, it was. I was going.
0: I was about to say it was a timey wimey thing. and I'm glad I stopped myself. To be a phone honest,
1: phone call from
0: the past is better. Yes, yes, much much better. Put much better. Put. Um, however, I'm, I'm not saying that. I mean, I I I did enjoy this. I did enjoy it, but obviously, it, it all seemed to it was all building up to Clara's death. We all knew she was going. And did you see the Graham Norton show on Friday night? I didn't know. Well, no, well, Capaldi basically gave it away for people who didn't know. He just said, cause Graham Norton said, Oh yeah, this is quite an emotional episode. This one of this week. And he said, yeah, well this is the one where, um, where Clara leaves. So yeah. that, that, so that was it. Yeah. He sort of gave the, gave the game away.
1: But, um, I mean, interestingly, I'm wondering, did he, did, did he? Yeah, I suppose so. It's just a bit interesting, because that must have been recorded a while ago, must not it? Because they're all in Australia at the moment? Yes, they are, yeah. Well, I don't know when they f- flew
0: to Australia. I don't know the exact huh. exact timing of, of, of that. But, um, yeah, it just sort of, oh, you know, giving the giving the going away for people who are trying to avoid spoilers.
1: But, oh, dear, never mind, never mind. But, uh, so he may have been confused as to when it went out. He might have been. When the when that episode of Graham Norton was going out, as to whether it had gone out before or after or whatever, I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. But um, in terms of yeah, saying that yeah, but it's not to say I don't. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, and I it mean, was... the fact is, we all knew it. We all knew it. the problem is, we all knew it was happening. I, I think, yeah, and I think, and I think you sort of watched the episode. Certainly, the first time I watched it, you watched the episode, waiting for it to happen. Rather than just watching the episode and watching the story unfold, you're waiting
0: to yeah. come and get get to the end. You know, yeah,
1: or you're trying to pick it's up, up the plot points that are going to lead to her demise. Yes, it's always like a morbid sort
0: of fascination with it. Really, it's sort of yeah. like, when, when you're going to die. You know, where's the character going to die? Yeah, it's it's a bit yeah, it's a bit of an it, odd one. It, no, it, knowing it what's of, happening, um,
1: and you sort of that to uh, then I sort of watched it this, when I watched it again back after. Mm. Uh, the next day. It was yeah, it was far more enjoyable watching it as a story then when you knew when you're not watching, when just you're not watching for, it, yeah, yeah. For for the day.
0: Um I'm I'm I was gonna say unfortunately for me, I do have some issues with this. Right? And and it's it's a lot of the plot, to be honest.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's a minor problem.
0: Yeah, um, and I think that I think this is the I think this is probably one of the, the, the my, one of my issues with it the fact that there wasn't much, mind, not a lot of thought given to the whole murder mystery side of things because um, it's it was all filler it was all build up to Clara leaving or Clara dying, yeah. Um, I think the whole uh, trap that Ashildis set didn't really make a lot of sense. I can understand her using perhaps using Rigsy. As a, as a, as as the bait, technically, yeah. Um, but she could have done anything other than pretend to murder someone, who who she didn't. So it's still not clear who the hell whacked the Anna
1: character over the head. Well, we 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 presume that in some ways that it may well even have been them. But why? Why? Why would you go to to to
0: frame? I know to to frame Riggsy, yeah, but. Why go to those lengths to make someone believe their mother was dead? Why make a whole
1: town think that one of their friends had been murdered? So that they could put the timer... They could give him the death sentence and the time on it. Because the whole thing was that it had to have... The doctor had to be under pressure time-wise.
2: But the th- but the
1: Otherwise, th- he'd have worked out a different way of doing it rather than just sticking his hand in.
0: But the thing is, what Ashley said she knew, if she said that one thing the doctor can't resist is a mystery... So she could have done anything rather than a Mm. murder. It could have had to be something just to pique the doctor's interest. She didn't have to go through all that. Just the fact that he was following her and keeping tabs on her would have been enough for him to go and see what she was up to if she called him.
1: To a certain extent, but then making it personal and making it timed would throw him a little... Mm. Enough, and enough to make him make decisions, perhaps that he might not have done. Yeah, I know this whole the, thing. This whole thing under other circumstances.
0: Mm, I know this whole thing. was said it's all for the greater good. You know, it, it was a deal she did to protect the, the you know, the refugees and everything. Yeah. But and as
1: far and as far as she was concerned, only the doctor being transported was the only thing that was going to happen. Well,
0: obviously, you see, the, the thing is, I also have problems with the Ashildir character, and I, I think I've had. I think this goes back to the the issues yeah. with the issues we had with um her with with the woman who lived. It's right at the end she, when she just changes her mind and says oh no i i i do care, I do care and you have the same thing here again oh i didn't want anyone to get hurt. Well, you clobbered someone over the head you've yeah. made you made a child think their parent is dead, you've upset the whole refugee camp that you're supposed to be protecting make it one of their numbers been savagely murdered by an outsider. Um, and at the end, she—it's all this complete role reversal again. It doesn't work for me. It really doesn't. And actually,
1: work. and in Nat, how was they going to explain? Now, that she's she alive. wasn't dead. Yeah, yeah. To is the that, people, is there, And is, surely, then Nat's going to start questions on. Well, surely the towns are going to turn against her. Yeah, you would have thought so that they—that you know that if he didn't do it, then yeah. who did? And. I mean, I, I watched. Whole thing was, so, was yeah. so can't not, stand that as an argument. Yeah, just, yeah,
0: because when I when I watched this the first time, it it I thought no, this doesn't sit right. It doesn't it doesn't work. So if I watch it a second time, um, and it still didn't work for me, I was hoping I would sort of change my mind. And maybe I thought sort of, maybe I've missed something here. And no, it it, it 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 was there. And I don't know if this was Sarah Dollard's fault or this is what. Moffitt asked her to do. I honestly
1: don't... Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that came out of the writer's panel thing last week, wasn't it? That mm. he asked her to rewrite her story to incorporate certain things. Mm. Which, actually, the main thing about this comes about for me. Knowing that, I sort of sit there and I think, so how did this story work if it was a standalone episode? Yeah, what, what was the original plot this? What was for this? the original outcome to this? Mm because it really does center on the fact that the whole story does center on the fact that the doctor has been betrayed yeah and clara has made a terrible mistake yeah now without i can't see how that works as a story without it going into parts the the next story next week mm because there's no real story for the Doctor after this. It's just, yeah, it just seems a bit odd. I couldn't quite work out how this story works on its own, and what I'd be interested to know what her idea was for this f- and for an ending to this when she first went to with, with her
0: original story. Yeah, yeah. What was it going to say? Because
1: it was a case that it was said, wasn't it, that she was one of the few people that have actually approached them with a story. That's right. Yeah, and been accepted rather than. Going being picked as a writer and asked, "Can you write around this?" Because it's to go into the the arc. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean,
0: I love the ending. You have got you know the, the companions dead. The doctor's been teleported away to, to somewhere, which we'll find out next week. Um, yeah, I, I just like it. I like the way it ended, though. It, it, that was it was like a proper cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. Again, you know. Yeah, it's, again, you know, I think this is this is. I think it's a good part of a, I think it's a good part one of a, of either a tour. Or it's going to be three part story. I mean, it's. I suspect how we look upon this story and how good we find this story is probably going to depend on how good the next two parts are.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I, I think the more more than Utopia, which I think probably stood on its own a lot more than perhaps this. I don't know. I don't know. Because Utopia failed, was, was struggled behind the two episodes that it followed. I don't know whether Utopia seems better now because of how bad the two episodes that followed it were <laughs> or or was a better story in itself. So I don't know whether this one will stand out. If the next two episodes are really poor, whether this one will stand out as something better or this one will be be dragged down by them. I don't know. Hmm. Or if they're really good, whether this one will be elevated. It might be. It might be. Um but yeah,
0: as I say, the whole murder thing didn't really, you know, it didn't really work for me. Um, and unfortunately, I, I still don't get what the fuss is about Maisie Williams.
1: No, I mean, yeah, that was sort of my um, feelings to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, i i I wish it's... I could, I wish
0: I could see what everyone else was see, is seeing in her performance. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't. She she can't act. I'm sorry, she just cannot act. Um, she she has got no emotional range at all.
1: No. Which would be fine if if she was playing you know, in the fact that it was done from a point of view of somebody that's seen there and been everywhere and has basically had the emotions sucked out of them by life. Yeah. I could sort of understand it, but no, it doesn't really. And, and it's... Well, no, it wouldn't be so bad if she was totally emotionless all the way through and you could say that's her character. Mm. But as you said, you then suddenly get the bit at the end where she's...
0: Immediately regrets what she's done.
1: Yeah, which is exactly what happened in the woman who lived. Yeah, she went for exactly the same cycle there. Yeah, so this, this is why I just
0: think that the character's motivation was muddled. And yeah, and I just don't think she's that great an actress. I really don't. I'm I'm so sorry to any Maisie Williams fans, and I'm also sorry to Maisie Williams as well. It's just it's just my personal opinion. Sorry, you know. Cer-
1: certainly, she was going to struggle to. To be fair, anyone was going to struggle to make an impact that's after that scene. Well, is it, I, well, it all seems to be. I, I
0: yeah, well, it's not only that; it's also sort of like the, the other actors give give her a big, um, like I tell everyone how great she is and, and how experienced she is because she's been acting. She's been on Game of Thrones since she was twelve. Um, but I, I think that's the problem. That's all she's been on.
1: Yeah,
0: is Game of Thrones. She hasn't done anything else other than Game of Thrones and now and now Doctor Who. I don't know. I obviously haven't. Bothered to look at what other things she might have done. Um, yeah, it's just it's just the character just doesn't doesn't work for me at all. Sorry. Um, and if it's also on the Grand Norton show, he, uh, Graham Norton said, "Oh, you know, you've got Maisie Williams, you know, and you need a new companion. She to be the new companion." And, and and Capaldi didn't answer. He just had this like sort of grin on his face. Well, I can't tell you. Know, I really do hope she is not going to be the companion. No. Because Moffitt said at the festival last weekend, a week before last now, sorry, um, that he said it's going to be an entirely new character.
1: Yeah. And it just wouldn't, I just can't see it would work because, again, the the if you've got an infallible or an indestructible companion, mm. then where do you create the tension? Yeah. Because there's never going to be a point where you can have a cliffhanger, or is she going to survive? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not so. It sounds like I've been really down on it, but it's
0: just those two things really. It was it was the whole the the, the murder mystery plot and um, and, her. and her really. They're the only two things that yeah. sort of dragged it down for me.
1: But I mean, and that's that's the one thing we did know, wasn't it? Was that it wasn't actually going to be her character, was it in this? Yes, that was one of the changes that uh, Sarah Dallard was asked to make by Stephen Moffat was to rewrite it. Rewrite as as, as Asher uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. whether that works or not, I don't know.
0: I really don't know. But, I mean, it might have made more sense if it turned out and it was Missy there as the mayor. I actually would have preferred that.
1: Um, maybe. No, no. I mean, it did sort of, you did have the question of, well, actually, what's the, the fact that she had sold the doctor out was a surprise, which you wouldn't have had had it been Missy. It would. No, he's just been waiting for when is yeah. But the thing is, you, you, when is she going to sell the Doctor? Yeah, out? but he'll, you knew he'll... during this that that she was up to
0: something else. So I mean, you know, oh, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, it didn't really come as much of a, a, a surprise to me, to be honest. And no,
1: but... yeah.
0: One well, other thing we learned at the Doctor Who festival is what um, Stephen Moffat said because he said, you know, what? Wait, till you see what we do to the Tardis at the end of this story? And everyone was thinking, oh God, he's going to blow it up again or, or totally destroy it this time and. And all it was, it was just Rigsy just turned the Taurus in, into a nice little shrine for Clara.
1: Hmm.
0: Really. Um and again hark back to the fact that he, he was a, a you know, a, a graffiti artist. So it
1: wasn't it certainly wasn't what I expected anyway. Put it that way. Didn't it just, didn't, didn't you at that stage just want my, my mind's gone blank now on his name, the person who played Yanto to walk past and have a look <laughs> <laughs> and stry, carry on strolling
0: <laughs> Oh dear we know, actually, there's a, there's a couple of other sort of actors that have been in Doctor Who before um, that they're in this episode. Now, there was, you remember the, the, the character who ran away from the Raven? Yeah. Uh, that was Robin Sones who played um, Luvik in The Keeper of Tarkin. I don't know if you can remember, he had, he had sort of like the, um, he was the, he had the darker hair, like Pudding Basin and Beard. I don't know if you can remember that. There were like three of them, wasn't there? He was like the nervous, nervous one. Vaguely, Vaguely. and then you had the uh, the Rump character. Um, he was in um, End of the World. He was the guy who, who was running the the space station with all the guests. He was the first one to get killed by Cassandra's um, little spider robots. All oh, right, do you remember? He Had the blue face?
1: Uh, yeah, I do actually. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah said that. Yeah, yeah,
0: quite a tall tall guy. With the blue face. Yeah, he's now called himself Simon Paisley Day. Because he's because right. he, he's he just credited in the end of the world as Simon Day, and I keep getting mixed up. I thought, does that look like Billy Bleach? <laughs> so, <laughs> or um, what or was it um Brian Pern, I should say. Yes. But Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. Just a little little um thing. There. But as I say, and I it sounds like I've been down on it, and I'm, I'm not. I, I I did enjoy it. I did enjoy. It. I thought I thought it was a, it was a, a really good exit for for the the Clara's character or the character of Clara to say. Um. And, yeah no, I,
1: I know, really, I, I really enjoyed it, and the fact that it is part one of a three, what is coming. as it seems. Yeah, beats a bit of a. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, just, I just, my my only thoughts afterwards was I was thinking afterwards was just basically how was that story? What, how did that sto- How was that story run had it not been part of? Yes. Coming. Yeah, I would like to say now. I'm quite interested. i quite interested to know that. Yeah, if, same here. Same here, that. actually.
0: Certainly. Now, um, are we? Is that how, are we sort of done? I think so. On this, I yeah, so. yeah, I think so. Right, okay. Well, um, that's what we thought. Um, but what did you people out there think about it? So it's feedback time. Now, um, actually, we've got some late feedback uh, for Sleep No More, and this is sent to us if from someone caught napping. Yeah. Oh, yay <laughs> I set him up. You knock him down, but, Um Yes, we've we got some uh, late feedback. Um, It's audio feedback as well, actually. And this is from the guys at the uh, Theta Sigma podcast,
2: so we're going to listen to that right now. This week's story was one that left me going, what just happened there? Can someone please explain that to me, as I have no idea what just went off. I have to admit that I was left floundering by the lack of opening credits, and I'm sure I wasn't the only one watching who, ten minutes in, was starting to think... Wow, this has got to be the longest pre-credit sequence in Doctor Who history. Though I'm probably the only one daft enough to admit it. Now, I've read several reviews of this episode and even listened to a couple from other podcasts. And while Michael over at the Tin Dog podcast and the three who rule over at Radio Free Scaro all admitted not completely understanding it, they did seem to enjoy the episode. For me, I'm undecided, but that's because I'm still not sure what the heck happened. I love the idea of the found footage style, but for me this went on way too long. It's fair to say that it was an incredibly brave stand to build the whole show around it, but for the viewer it was ridiculously hard to concentrate and stick with the storyline. The dust cam viewpoint was a good move, but again it went on for too long and became a little confusing at times. In fact, so confused am I about this episode, I'm turning to Clint Hassel over at doctorwhotv.co.uk to wind up my review. Over to you, Clint. It's difficult not to cheer on Mark Gatiss. Like Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat, or David Tennant and Peter Capaldi, Gatiss is a lifelong Whovian, both talented and lucky enough to actually affect Doctor Who's official canon. This is part of the reason why it's so frustrating that his episodes are wildly uneven. For every Gatiss-penned episode that finds just the right balance between madcap adventure and dark science fiction for example The Unquiet Dead and The Crimson Horror, or that capably minds the emotional context of its characters like Night Terrors, there's an episode as nonsensical as The Idiot's Lantern, boring and joyless as Victory of the Daleks, or inane as Robot of Sherwood. Unfortunately, Gate's latest script most resembles his previous Cold War, which failed to capitalise on the potential inherent to its title. A standard Base Under Siege episode with an unoriginal New Technology Has Nasty Unforeseen Side Effects plot, Sleep No More seems better suited as a comic strip adventure in a Doctor Who annual, with several scenes contributing to nothing to the overall plot. Deep Ando having to sing Mr Sandman being the worst offender. This episode seems to be a 25 minute idea stretched into a 45 minute runtime. So there you have it. I was left confused enough to have to look elsewhere to complete my review. As yet I've not had time to watch it a second time, but I'm hoping that as everyone out there seems to think, I'll enjoy it a little more when I do. Okay,
0: thanks thanks again, guys. That's the that's uh, that's the second time we sent some audio feedback to us, so it's very, very much appreciated, chaps. So um thank you very much. And I think we're um I think you you want one of the many there, I think, with your opinion. So um yes, you, you I don't think you're alone. Now, um on to uh feedback for Face the Raven. So obviously we've got um some feedback uh via our Facebook page and Facebook group. We've also got some um feedback on uh Twitter as well. So so let's kick off with the uh Facebook feedback, shall we? So um Martin Havelf, Badwolf Podcast, um he says, awful! Maisie Williams stunk up the place with a GCSE drama acting. Um, At least Clara's exit was better than the ponds were stuck in New York. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Well, yeah, I agree on the acting of Maisie Williams. I definitely agree with that. Um, Jeff Waddle writes, uh, No doubt there will be a lot of people who love this. If it rocks your boat, great. I thought this was a lot of crap. Maisie Williams stunk the episode up with wooden acting. Awful. Mm, It seems to be a recurring theme here, actually, doesn't it? Yes. Um, Ian Thomas McLean, uh, Just uh, first of all, sent us a YouTube link to the Wizard of Oz thing, Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. Um, so <laughs> so not a Clara fan then. Um, but then he, he comes back and says, uh, No, but seriously, Matt, it was okay, 7 out of 10. It was all over the place and stopped halfway through to kill Clara. It was a great idea, but not expanded upon enough, unfortunately. Um, Becky Barnum. Hello, Becky. Um, she writes to us um, and says, I found the world of Trap Street and Mare Me fascinating and wish it could have been a two-part episode so we could explore the characters there more. I thought the look of the episode, um the set, the costumes, the lighting, it was all fantastic. I love Clara's speech at the end. It seemed right for her character. And as always, Capaldi and, and Coleman knock it out of the park. All said, Clara's exit feels unfinished, I'm excited to see what further closure the next two episodes will bring. I think there are some surprises and twists left to come. Mm, I, I, well, I, which I I think I don't. I personally don't think this is this is it for Clara. They can They never seem to be able to totally kill off a character,
1: can they? No, not a companion I can't say I'm anyway. I'm excited by the No, I just hope they do leave it and. And, and actually, that's that's not that's not an anti-Clara. That is just I think because we've had a very good closure to it. I yes, think.
0: yeah, yeah. I just don't don't spoil it really. Um, and one thing we we didn't sort of touch upon really, was was the set and the costumes the light, and the lighting. It was fantastic actually. It did look really good. Yeah. I know people draw a lot of comparisons to you know Diagon Alley out of um, Harry Potter or Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Well, it's been to another place. I'm not going to say yeah, I just I just liked it. That was it, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, anyway, I'll continue. Uh, Kieran Hyman writes to us. He says, A fantastic story. A shame that we couldn't spend more time there with those characters. Good to see Rigsy again. But now that he has a baby, I fear that we may get a story with him like The Lodger or Closing Time. Uh, hope not. Hope not, yes. He, actually, I've got to be honest with the you, Paul, but I think Rigsy's a character I wouldn't mind
1: seeing again, actually. Yeah, actually, yeah. Are oh, You sort of are, you know... We've said this before about reoccurring characters, and we're not overly—I'm not overly keen on reoccurring characters to this no, extent. No, but actually, when used like this, it worked fine. Yeah, there was I think a reason so. why he had to be a reoccurring character. Yeah, and wasn't overly used to the whole story. Like I was going to say, does centre around him? But you know, had it has something centre around someone in a peripheral way. If it can do, then this did it.
0: Yeah. Yes, it did. Yes. So, anyway, um, John Michael Lindsay. Hello, John Michael. Uh, he writes to us, I generally enjoyed this one. It was almost revealed the night before Graham Norton about Clara, as we previously said, so I was already expecting that. It had a familiar feel, almost a homage to Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Uh, coincidentally, starring Peter Capaldi as the Angel Gabriel, uh, wh- again, which you just previously mentioned, uh, with the London you couldn't or just didn't want to see. Uh, Maisie Williams' return didn't really do much for me. But Capaldi's understated performance was thoroughly enjoyable. I have to say, though, Jenna Coleman's supposed exit was one of the fi- her finest pieces yet. Very convincing and a joy to watch. It's just a shame she seems to be finding her mark so late in her tenure. Let's see how the dynamic changes next week. Hmm, hmm. Yes, I think there's a, there's a lot I, I sort of I, I agree with there. Actually, um, Andrea Volman writes uh, says loved it. At first, I thought it was a uh, it was big of Moffat to let someone else write Clara out. But at the end of the day, he had written it. Nobody would have believed she's dead, which is true. Actually, I don't think anyone would have believed she was dead if if, if Moffitt had written it. But I that, he, that he may had well hand... be the
1: strongest argument for the fact that she will return. Yes, <laughs> the fact that Moffat would want to write her exactly,
0: out. Exactly, exactly. Um, David Gale writes to us, uh, says, sad, uh, but great story. And Peter and Jenna were superb. I don't get the dislike of Jenna or Clara. Um, I'm with you on that, David. I don't understand it either. Um, I think she's been one of the best companions in you and old who still think there will be some kind of twist as she never ran. But faced the Raven, which, which is what we were said as well. Um, although she will still be dead. Something to do with Danny Pink. Great story, though. Okay, thanks very much, David. And our final uh, piece of feedback comes from our fa- uh, friend of the show, um, and long-time support of the show, actually, Ben Reed. Um He writes, Hey, guys, I hope this finds you all well. Face the Raven just wrapped up 15 minutes ago. Uh, before I give my thoughts on that, let me back up a few weeks and give my two cents on the last three episodes. Uh, first, there's the Zygon Invasion and Inversion. I really enjoyed both of these stories. I'll be honest though and say at this point details escape me. i had a lot going on lately and no time to rewatch them. I'm sure there are things in both of those episodes that I could nitpick, but my jaunt of those stories is such that I don't remember anything bad at this point. On to the sleep booger monster story. If there is a definition of meh, this would be it. I can't even remember the title of the episode to be honest. Uh, the premise had potential, but the story felt flat to me. Now, to face the Raven. Uh, let me just say, wow. This is honestly the first Moffitt tenure episode that I've loved in a long time. I'm genuinely sorry to see Clara go, but I'm ready for someone new to join the TARDIS. My dislike for the Clara character was centred around last year's soap opera drama theme with Danny Pink. Without that, I think Clara was allowed to shine again this series. I didn't hate Danny Pink, by the way. Only the Days of Our Lives aspect to their relationship. Isn't that a soap opera in America, Days of Our, days of our Lives or something, isn't it?
1: Yeah, don't ask me. I don't know what ones are in this
0: country. <laughs> <laughs> Is El Dorado still a thing?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think it's been replaced by Albion Market.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, Ben continues. Back to, the, to tonight's episode, though. As much as I didn't care for Maisie's performance in her previous episodes, I thought she was outstanding tonight. I literally can't cope anything with a thing that I dislike tonight. He said, take care, guys. But then he he writes back later. Additional feedback. There's one thing I hated tonight, and every week, really, is that during BBC America's broadcast, they play these commercials for a dating website called Farmers Only. Google it. I'm sure you will find YouTube vids of the commercials. They are hideous. That is all. Well, Ben, I did actually uh, (laughs) Google um, Farmers Only, a dating website,
1: and... um, well, for people who can't sit down.
0: Well, yes. Um. And when your tagline is sort of like city folks won't get it, um, that that just sounds like that. That's like a big inbreeding free for all, really, doesn't it? So, <coughs> um, and I thought, well, yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to farmers, um, farmers, and see see what they what their response to to, uh, to your claims were there, Ben, and they just replied with something about carrots. So I, I t- <laughs> yeah. So we'll just leave that there. We we'll just leave that there. Um, so once again, everybody, thanks very much for your feedback. I think it sort of there was a lot of um, echoed our sentiments a lot there as well, didn't they? Yeah. To be honest, yeah, there wasn't a lot we sort of um, sort of disagreed on, apart from the fact that a lot of people thought this was an awful story. Um, we disagree with you. I don't think it was an awful story by by any stretch of the imagination, but it um, just certain points of it were a bit weak. For me, anyway,
1: uh, it, it, it just it just became a. I, I sort of, I almost now feel a bit sorry for, Sarah Dillard because I just think that her story was sort of hijacked by by
0: Moffat. Yeah, for yeah.
1: the last fifty, and yeah. and we never know whether, without having to rewrite other stuff in, mm. whether that actually she had to write out some of the characterisation of other characters. She could
0: have done. She
1: could have done because um, it yeah. couldn't have all fitted in. No, so yeah. I mean that that criticism that perhaps actually we needed a bit more from this may well have been actually because she was tr- she was trying to fit in what she had to fit in. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd
0: I'd like to see Sarah Dollard um, submit another script. I'd like to see her on Who
1: again. Hmm. Oh I and really yeah, would. I, I, I said this this was a ripe idea for Doctor Who. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You know, trap streets and whatever. Yeah, I just think she would just sort of saddled with the the whole Clara thing, really. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it probably is only a twenty-five minute episode without having to have that scene in it. it. Is really, isn't it? It is really. So, yeah, yeah it's difficult. Right. It's difficult to get to get a story up and running, characters up and running, and write a coherent ending. Mm. When you've got to put the ending you've got to put it in. So Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So
0: anyway, everybody, well thanks very much for your feedback. Um So we really do enjoy reading it out on the show. We enjoy listening to your everyone's audio feedback as well when 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 we get it. So um please if you want to send us your feedback, you can write to us um, at who's he podcast at yahoo.co.uk. Uh you can leave your feedback on our Facebook page or our Facebook group if you're a member of that. If you want to join, just send us a um, send us a, a message and we'll we'll um we'll add you to the group uh you can also uh send us a message on twitter as well and you can find us at who's underscore heat underscore podcast and of course if you want to send us some audio feedback uh please you can email uh that to us or send us a link via facebook or twitter or, or whatever you want to do it so um yes please continue to send it in i am sort of um yeah because we're, we're only two episodes left um we're near the end. Yes. We are near the end. I can't believe it's, it's it's another series of Doctor Who is nearly over. It's flown by. It has flown by, this series. I think it's because we it's been the two-parters. Yeah. Really? I think that's what what give, is given a bit of a false impression that it's gone by quickly, to be honest. You've sort of been waiting for next week a lot
1: more. Yes. Over.
0: Yeah, than you would have done normally, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope they continue in that vein next year. They probably won't, do. I think they'd like to do things differently. Each time, sort of shake up a little bit, but I've, no, I've been, I've been enjoying the, the two parters and the
1: and the cliffhangers but, and oh, stuff and t- again. You know, t- t- to be honest, it, 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 it all depends on the standard of the two parters, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, I think when it was first announced, there was going to be a lot of two parters this series. We was a bit, mm, don't mm, know, don't know about that. Yeah. It's, oh, that's what we want: six episodes of the Centaur and the Stratagem, or whatever, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. oh we haven't had that so. no we haven't I'm, I'm very very glad to say very yes. glad to say So anyway so that's just about it from us this week so uh, we will be back next week with uh, a look at Heaven Sent the penultimate episode of this series of Doctor Who so until next time then it is goodbye from me Phil and goodbye from me Paul goodbye